The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com The problem with Kim is there are no checks and balances with her. No one has ever made her responsible. I think it even predates that to her parents. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these quick ads. Welcome to Reality with the King. It's me, Carlos King, the king of reality TV and one of the most sought-after executive producers in reality television with over 10 years of production experience. Once a week on Reality with the King, we'll sit down with my friends across the entertainment industry, recap our favorite reality shows, and revisit unforgettable moments that we are still talking and tweeting about. Hey, Raindrop. So on today's episode of Reality with the King, we have a lot to discuss. <laughs> From Kim Zosiak's divorce to Sheree Whitfield's new boo, Martell, who just so happens to be on my show, Love and Marriage Huntsville. So to do a deep dive into all of this drama that's been spewing, I had to ask fan favorite and my good friend, Kate Casey, to join me. Hey, Kate. Uh, I have so much to talk to you about. I text you as soon as I watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. I'm like, I need to know everything about Martel. Please give it to me. <laughs> and we and Kim stuff, too, as always. We're like, what's going on? What's really going on? Okay. So for the Real Housewives of Atlanta fans, the season premiere of Atlanta recently aired. And what you all saw was Sheree Whitfield's new boo. Mm-hmm. Martel Holt, and you already know Martel Holt from my creation, Love and Marriage Huntsville. What is his background? What is his profession? Martel is from Huntsville, Alabama, born and raised. Mm-hmm. Okay. He is a former football player, um, like in high school and stuff. But I also think he may have dabbled with football in college, if I'm not mistaken. When I first met he and his then wife, Melody, they own a business called Holt and Holt Enterprises, because that's his last name. And they were doing property preservation. They had a lawn mowing um, service, landscaping service. Mm -hmm. They were serial entrepreneurs together that made lots of money doing that. In Alabama. In Alabama. Okay. And did she know him in high school? They met in college. Where'd they go to school? I believe Alabama A&M, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So big, like a, like a football kind of college, like a big time fun. And the way they met 
she was like the class clown. I love it. He's attracted to powerful women, like women who have personality, right? Well, like I would a, a hope star, so. if you will, yeah. right? Like he he loves that. And he approached her and she asked her sorority sister to do a background on him Good. to make sure she wasn't dating a crazy person. And long story short, the day she graduated, he proposed to her. Okay. And then quickly after got married. Yes. And okay. they have four kids together. Four, oh, I enjoy, enjoy that. I enjoy that. Okay. Exactly. Why did they break up? <laughs> <laughs> this is where things get interesting, Raindrops. While they were married, he had an affair. With whom? With a woman who years later would become the mother of his fifth child. She got pregnant while he was married. I have a lot of problems with that. Okay. Did Melody know this woman? No. She was a complete stranger. Like, like were they friends? No, no, no. A stranger. Yes. In retrospect, did she think that there were signs that he was cheating? Yes. Going to the gym late. Oh boy. You know, th those things would happen. Yep. Complete betrayal, devastation. The kids yes. must have been a wreck. Did her sorority sisters want to go back and murder him? <laughs> <laughs> Melody has a tribe. So what was so interesting, Kate, his mother learned that he cheated on Melody and that Melody filed for divorce. His mother was devastated. I believe it. Because his mom looked at Melody as her daughter. Okay, so how many years ago is this? So the show started in 2018, I believe. First day of filming, we heard rumblings of this infidelity. Mm -hmm. I did not know that when I met them back in 2013. The affair started maybe a year or two before filming. The woman got pregnant, I want to say... So this affair went on for, you're saying, like three years? Yes, three years. This is devastating. What is she doing now? Did she remarry? Did she find love? Is she happy? Do, do I need to worry about her? She has moved on. Okay, good. She's dating. Um, she's not, from my understanding, in an exclusive relationship, but she is dating. She's seeing somebody mm -hmm. who has not appeared on the show yet. For all intents and purposes, she is very happy. Now, the co-parenting thing is always going to be very difficult in any situation. So they are navigating through that. Why do you think he cheated? According to him, he felt that, and again, this is what he said on the show. He was such a faithful man and a good man and good father. Oh, God. Here we go. What's the bullshit excuse? Go ahead. <laughs> oh, good. You can smell it I coming, mean, right? Th just to warm me up with that is so stupid. I know. That's what he said, Kate. Okay. And he saw that some of these men that he, he was hanging with had... Side pieces? Girlfriends. Okay. Side pieces, right? And he wanted to try it. And unfortunately, in his attempts to test the waters, it just became continuous. Okay, that's the cockamamie excuse that he gave you? Well, that's the excuse that he gave the world <laughs> on the show. It sounds like he's not really taking responsibility for it. Like, well, if it were not for these guys, they, you know, I, I mean, I had an obligation to test the waters because you know how it is. The first thing you said was, you know, I've always been a very faithful husband. It's almost like, yeah, no responsibility. This is this is alarming. I'm I'm not I'm really concerned about this. I okay. I thought his body, he was incredibly good looking, doesn't make him hot. This does not make him hot anymore. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now we, I'm that... always concerned about Sheree because I feel like she does not pick great guys. I don't know why, because this is the same woman who had these massive portraits of herself in the first season of the show that she was on where you were like, wow, now that's a yes. level of confidence I'm not used to. Right. So she has that part of her personality but then she doesn't have enough self-worth to choose somebody who really respects her in the way that she deserves. A lot of people have said that. And, you know, I've known Sheree for 15 years and I was talking to friends of mine who all intimated that they never saw Sheree on camera conversing with a man and she was so giddy and like, really into him um did you get that too when you were watching it like you didn't you did not see that with bob we could not see it with tyrone for obvious reasons and even the guys she would like date a little bit on the show we did not see that with yeah but this is the first person that is like is comfortable on camera because he's been on a tv show mm -hmm. like my husband's never been on a tv show he would never be comfortable on on television that doesn't mean he's not a great partner this is the first guy she's dated that's like okay, I'm comfortable with being on camera. Now, as her friend, I'm going, that's a problem. The way that you explained to me that it ended with Melody, I, I don't... And this was not that long ago, by the way. No, they've been divorced for two years. She has four children. He's got four children. He really has to focus on them and, and ensuring that they have self-esteem in the wake of their parents' divorce. He should not be on a television show with another woman on Real Housewives of Atlanta. This is bad news. Do you think the situation is bad news or do you think he's bad news? Here's what I know to be true. Okay. I know that once somebody is on a television show, they've been compromised. They are no longer the same person that they were. And like a drug addict, they need a fix. And they need to go from show to show to show to get the attention that they crave. They need it. It's like, it's like drugs in their system. It's like fills them up. You see it with housewives. You see it on people in The Bachelor. Sure, I'll be on the Food Network show, like Eat Out of the Garbage. I'll do it because they want some more opportunity to be on TV. So my concern, first of all, is that he did his wife wrong. He mm -hmm. did not take responsibility for it. That wasn't that long ago. And now he's jumping to another show. And he has seemingly chose someone who has a history of choosing men who don't have her best interest. So... Given that on paper, anybody would go run the other way. Do you think there is a world where a leopard can't change his spots? Not really. I think that she should be with somebody who is an executive at a fitness company. Oh! Who is a very um, kind, faith-centered person who is so confident in themselves, they would never imagine being on a television show because they don't need that to make them feel like they are worthy of attention and praise. They've had so much success in their life, personally and professionally, that they're at a point where they would love to be with a woman as beautiful, creative, kind, and generous as Sheree. That's what I wish for her. Now, let me ask you this, because the problem that some women have who are on reality television, where you're supposed to, right? Mm -hmm. You're supposed to give your real life. If you meet a guy and he has no desire to be on television- You can talk about that. Which, you can say that. Why can't you say that? What, what, what do you think? Kick, kick you off the show? If you show up as a married person 
and the person doesn't want to be on the show, that's a whole other thing. You can't, it doesn't work. But if you've been on a show and your job is to tell your personal story, that's a part of your story. A, it's really hard for me to date because I'm on a television show and men assume they know who I am because they saw me at a dinner party where I almost punched someone in the face. That's a problem (laughs) for me. Number two, they're a private person. They work in accounting. They're a lawyer, whatever it may be. They don't want to be on television. Talk about it. That's your life story. I'm deeply in love and I'm struggling because I would love for him to participate in a lot of the life experiences that I have, which include being on a TV show, but it's not in the cards. So what do I do? That is true storytelling. Fascinating because the only one who got away with it was Kim Zosiak with Big Papa. I, but yeah, but she showed up to the show having an affair. That I don't know, like they should have pushed her that first season to to have him on camera. I don't know how she got away with that. I hate to interrupt, but stay tuned for more. We'll be right back after these quick ads. This is Reality with the King, and I'm Carlos King. Let's get back into the show. The problem with Kim is like, no, there are no checks and balances with her. And it began in 2008. Is that literally or figuratively checks and balances? Both. (laughs) No one ever makes, and no one has ever made her responsible. I think it even predates that to her parents. I mean, you made her wedding special that I obsessed about. The, The whole thing kind of played out. You're like, no one has ever held her accountable. Paying bills or like, Someone else, someone's going to pay the bill for me, right? She seems like somebody who walks into a restaurant and assumes that the restaurant will take care of it because she's such an international superstar. And everybody has let her get away with it. And then she marries Croy and they're so codependent and he enabled her from the, the very minute they met. And now she's angry at him and he's angry at her. It's like, well, you've been in bed together, like, like figuratively as well. <laughs> no one has ever held her accountable. And that began with like Big Papa being on set hiding. Like, wh- are you kidding me? Okay. How are you paying your bills? You live in this condo. You have two daughters. You have luxury items on. What is your job? Remember when she said she might have cancer? Like all the things that she got away with on TV where it was just like, oh, that's Kim, crazy Kim. I don't think that would happen in 2023. Oh, I can I can guarantee you it will not happen in 2023. The the rules are different and the 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 atmosphere of reality television has embraced that guess what, ding dong? We're on a reality show. There's people following these um reality stars, and the fourth wall is broken now more than ever. So let's get into that because as we talk about Kim Zosiak, yes, when she first came on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. She was seeing a man who was still legally married, right? Crazy. According to Kim, he was separated. But was he legally married? She said, yes, he was. And that's the reason why he did not want to be on camera for those reasons. What a horrible man. You're married and you have two children. You have to look at yourself in the mirror every day. That You carried on an affair with a woman on a reality show and you had the balls to show up on set with a wife at home and two children that look to you for leadership. You're, that's disgusting. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's okay. Listen, <laughs> listen. That's why I could not have this conversation with anyone but the very happily married Kate Casey. <laughs> I just, I'm like, what is like so disgusting? And, but, and, and also, I'm not going to be on camera. You're, you're in the trailer hiding in the closet. What a whack. 
unbelievable. What a jerk. Seasons one and two, she was dating Big Papa, right? Season three, she was dating a woman named Tracy, the DJ. Oh, that's right, for a hot minute. Yeah, that made no sense yeah. either. Okay. Then season four comes around. So she's been unlucky in love from her introduction on reality television, right? Season four comes around. She's not with Tracy. She's not with Big Papa. Sheree was a part of this very local Atlanta Dancing with the Stars type of event. Oh, I remember and, that. And then she saw him. Yeah, yes. Tra- uh, Big Papa and Tracy seem so disjointed with when you compare it to Croy. She needed something new. Yeah. And stable. No, and that's why and that's why these shows are important. They're like character studies. You know, we're we're all just yes. like looking at someone's timeline. And by the way, we all have our own personal things where you'd be like, what? Like my first marriage, like put that on paper. You're like, what? And God, now if you listen to my episodes, it all makes sense. But we all do that where we're like, wait, what? I mean, I see that on Vanderpump Rules all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Big Papa, Tracy made zero sense. And then she meets Croy at the Dancing with the Stars thing. And Sheree introduces her to Croy. Love at first sight, but codependent from day one. The The fact that he isolated his family you don't see any of his friends, even the guy that officiated that wedding. Wasn't his name Croy also? His name was Croy or Croy with a C. He's a he's an anchor, sports yeah, anchor. Super cute guy. Croy um, Ryer. What happened to him? Is he like not in his life anymore? I feel like almost like a cult leader, Kim made him rid himself of the people in his life. She like cuts people off. She's like, nope, you're a hater. Goodbye. She cut her parents off. Her brother wasn't around her life for a while. Then he like came back in for a little bit. Remember that episode? I feel like she'll just cut somebody off. If you're not giving her what she needs, she'll cut you off. That's pretty scary. So with that being said, do you think the filing of the divorce is her way of cutting off Troy because he no longer met her needs? Yes. I listen. I think that there at a cellular level was true love. I do believe they loved each other, but there's too much betrayal. The betrayal is this. He betrayed her by not being honest about finances because he was managing her career and the family's career and probably moving the plates around to keep her happy. That's a betrayal. If you're not being honest with somebody in your representation of them, whether you're their accountant or the spouse, that's a betrayal. She's betraying him by not living on planet earth, spending enormous amounts of money, making decisions probably without including him and having honest conversations about what they could afford. That's a betrayal too. Now, do I think that she's waiting in the wings for someone else wealthy to come and swoop her up? I sure do. Do I think she's dating someone now? I have no idea, but I think that there is sort of like a, like a a theme here, which is I don't need to take care of it. Someone else will take care of it for me. If you look at the whole like sequence of events since she's been on TV, mm-hmm. she just thinks somebody else will take care of her problems. And it's like, that works when you're younger to some degree. It doesn't work as you get older. And unfortunately, I think those two older girls have Real learned that. and Ariana. And Ariana. I, I worry that they've learned that. You know, I feel a, a tremendous amount of empathy for them because they grew up on television. That is not easy. Right. 
Yeah, for no child to grow up on television, yes. You have to be a responsible adult in terms of like what you're projecting to your kids. And I think that the lesson that they've learned is someone will always pay the bill. Okay, Casey! I don't know, what do you think? So let's talk about what happened prior to the filing of divorce, and then we'll get into oh, my thoughts oh, too. Oh, thank you, because you got to mention the gambling, because I forgot about that part. That's a betrayal. So, gambling is a betrayal in a marriage. It is. It's a financial betrayal. Oh, 1,000%. So prior to the filing of divorce, right, there were countless articles with receipts, allegedly, of Kim and Croy home being in foreclosure, right? So sad. There were tons, tons of articles about that, that their house were was allegedly going to be auctioned off, okay? Because they did not meet the payment schedule from the mortgage company and the bank. So an auction was scheduled, Kate Casey. Days before the auction was scheduled, they said the auction is off. Presumably, you know, believing that Kim McCroy paid the necessary payment slash fines for mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Then two days before the announcement came that she filed for divorce, it was reported by TMZ that they owed upwards of $1.1 million to the IRS. Then it was announced that she filed for divorce, saying that the relationship is broken and cannot be repaired. A lot of people, Kate, have mentioned that Kim likes to gamble. She has a gambling addiction, right? They are also alleging that is this divorce happening to protect assets from each other. Well, I did worry about that, but then I asked a bunch of attorneys what they thought, and they said it doesn't matter. They're in a state where they're both culpable. So it doesn't, like, they both ha still have to pay. So there's not much they could do to hide assets. Mm. I think this is more like you, you no longer will be able to serve my needs. And I think financial, I needs? mean, listen, financial and emotional needs. I mean, they haven't been on the television for three. Their, their show hasn't been on for what, three years now. Correct. This is what I think people also forget because we're normal people living in the world and people that are on television, like I said, become so consumed by fame and they get these ancillary business opportunities where they'll, you know, license things or create things and they need to be on the show to move the merchandise. They need a t TV show to move the merchandise. If you're on a television show, you have way more opportunity to move the ancillary products that you have created. I think she's under enormous stress all the time. How do we get back on TV? I remember there were discussions about the younger daughters having a show. I remember people telling me a long time ago um, in, in, within network that they had hoped maybe cr giving... The younger girls a show, we would bring in younger viewers. I don't think that panned out. Mm -hmm. I mean, to sell an unscripted project in the last two years, two and a half years, has been really difficult. You know that better than anybody. Absolutely. The industry has changed. And you know, you need to be on a TV show to get more endorsement deals and move products. That stress is getting to you. And your husband, who has been your manager and doesn't work as a football player anymore, he doesn't like the fact that you gamble, is becoming less mesmerized by you, she's going to cut and run. She'll find someone else who can pay the bill. Hmm. Okay. So let me fill you in on when I saw them a year ago okay. this month. They came to my late night show the night. Oh, I remember. Cat. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And 
Kate, inseparable. We were in the green room. They were all over each other. Um, I saw nothing but love. Nothing, nothing gave any sort of indication that something was wrong. It was, it was the same sort of love fest that I saw years prior when I was working with them on the Atlanta Housewives. We were filming. It's a close set. She said, Carlos, come on. Croy has... I said, it's okay. Croy stood behind a camera guy. What? Wait, what? That's kind of weird. No, but we talk about the codependency relationship. And you have to put up with that. I, I, God bless you. Because I'd be like, you know what? Go sit in the car. <laughs> Don't have standing behind the cameraman. That is... That's what I'm saying. No one checks them. Like... It's not normal. He has to drive you everywhere and that you can't get in on an elevator and you can't get upstairs and you can't drink from a normal glass. I forgot about the normal glass. I mean, like, why are we all complicit? I'm not complicit, but people are complicit in wildly weird behavior. No, because they're reality stars. So no, I'm going to say this. And and this is why I'm, listen, because you are so smart. Speaking as a producer and somebody who's worked with these ladies early on in their careers of reality television, Mm -hmm. one of the things you say as producer is, if they were normal, they would not be on TV. They would not be on the show. And I I respect that because I just talked to Alex Baskin from Vanderpump Rules, and we did talk about you have to let the story play out. So I do get that to some degree. However, I do think the problem, too, with these stars is that they encircle themselves with people in their orbit their hair and makeup team, their talent agent, their managers, the person that runs their social media, the person that picks up their shoes, who watches their children, gets them a salad. They all tell them that they're the greatest person that walked the earth. And everything that they do that's bombastic and delusional and diabolical is the funniest thing that ever existed in the world. And therefore, <laughs> they they dial it up and then people on social media call them in a queen and an icon and it never ends. <laughs> So they need someone like me in their world to go, you've lost your mind. You lost the plot. You need to land the plane. Come back to planet Earth where we all live. And unfortunately for Kim, that means the people who work for the IRS. Oh, sister. Okay. First of all, that was such a drop the mic moment. (laughs) But since this is a podcast, I got to tap it. That, can you guys hear this? Kate, drop the mic. But it's true. You know it. Honey, I'm about to confirm it for you. When it comes to these reality stars, not all, but some, a large, a large sum, right? Okay? S-U-M sum, a large sum of them, right? They are delusional. It's everything you said. They have Mm -hmm. their glam squad, their talent agent, talent manager. They've got their fan base. they got social media who feeds the ego and the monster. And they become this person who no longer has any sort of relatability to the world. They don't have any sort of pulse to what's happening in the real world, Mm -hmm. which is why when you talk to them, they only talk about themselves for the entire 30 minutes of the conversation. They never ask. They don't even know how to ask you a question. They don't know how to ask you a question. That is the most simple, basic thing. My kids do it well. Your nieces (laughs) and nephews do it well. They don't know how to do that. How are you today? I remember I interviewed the executive producer of Rock of Love. Remember that? With Brett Michaels. Of course. Yeah. And he said, Kate, we had to teach him how to date. He didn't know because his dating was opening the door and there was a groupie who would like, you know, give him a blowjob. Yeah. So they had to be like, you have to ask a girl, what's your name? 
Where are you from? Do you like soda? Like basic stuff because they don't know because it's all about them all the time. They don't know how to ask questions. So a seemingly normal person goes through life, gets a college degree, works, may even start a family, and then they become a reality star and all of that disappears and they become this insane version of themselves who can no longer ask, how are you? What's your name? No, those days are gone. Gone. Compromised. Compromised by the system. Yes, and it happens normally a little after season two. Mm. It, it, it just, they be, and I'm yeah. going to say this to you. I never said this to anybody. The moment you know you lost a reality star forever is when they say, I'm the star of the show. Oh, boy. They cannot come back from that. They're gone. They're, 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 that's when you have to, as a producer, say, this person is so far gone that it's not going to end well. And, and, I, and listen, mm-hmm. I can promise you, it never ends well. Yeah, I remember talking to a Real Housewife once that said, you know, I've talked to the producer and they're building the whole show around me. And I went, you're wrong. And she got so mad at me. And our friendship was never the same. <gasps> Gasp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, listen, I'm not surprised. I'm not yeah. surprised. So th- that's, that's what happens. Normal people, their balloons are going up in the sky and we're pulling down the strings. They don't want someone to pull the strings down. That's a good visual. Mm-hmm. It, it it is true. It is true, and that's the reason why. Look, sometimes the reality star does not last on the show for that very reason because they their ego is inflated. And when you look at what's happening right now, and look, I will say this: Cam, who I met in two thousand eight, to now, she's she is the same person in the sense of she's always had this extreme confidence yeah. and this world that made sense to her and mm-hmm. being completely honest with you, Kate. I think it's okay to be a, confident. I don't think yeah. it's okay to discount other people and to assume no. someone else will do the work for you. That's what I don't like. No, I could not agree more. So what do you make of the fact that TMZ is reporting that Kim Croy are still living under the same roof. I don't think they have a choice. What are they going to go live with? Rose the psychic? I don't think there's anywhere else to live. And I think a lot of couples have to do that, which again is like, welcome to the real world. This is like how a lot of people have to live day to day. The fact that they were in this situation and she would gamble and then buy luxury items. And then if anybody asked her about it, she'd be like, you're a hater. Like, I'm not leaving this house. Like there's just, there's a disconnect there. Which again, to your point, you have to be somewhat disconnected to sign up to be on a reality show. Well, you, you absolutely. Because you, 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 and, you and I are too plugged into the world. We care too much about the people around us and the, the aftermath of the decisions we make. To be on a reality show, you have to somewhat disconnect yourself from that. Yes. No, 1,000%. 1,000%. And that's the reason why one thing that people don't know, Kate, and I would love you, you to explain this. Because a lot of people are like, okay, fine. Why are you living under the same roof when you are um, divorcing? And we we saw some of this on the Real Housewives of Miami with um, oh, Lenny, Lenny and, and, Lisa. and Lisa. Well, because the the minute someone leaves the house, you've lost control. It's a whole power dynamic. The minute you leave, 
And then that trickles down into the child support discussions. It's almost like they're signaling, well, if I leave and then I'm going to move into an apartment in Marietta or wherever they are, then would that apartment accommodate the four younger children? I mean, it gets super complicated. So they tend to stay in the same house and have this battle, which if you could only imagine how painful that's going to be for the four minor children. Yes. So Cam and Croy have four children together. And speaking of custody, TMZ has obtained... Can I also say one last thing? Of course. When I saw, first of all, thank you, Bravo, Bravo Docket Girls, for posting all the details and putting the timeline because it showed that he actually filed two hours before she did. They were racing to the courthouse? He filed first. Very important to note. I think that changes a little bit, right? Tell me what it changes. He was the first. So it looked like because it was reported that she filed first, that she was the one who came to the decision to divorce. That change, that's like, there's something that happened the weekend before or whatever, where it was like a final decision. I would assume that she leaked it to TMZ that she had filed for a divorce. He actually filed two hours before. It was like a 135. Bravo docket on their Instagram has it. You can go back and look at all the little slides. Um, also in Georgia, this is bonkers. Wait, I don't know if you're prepared for this. This is your next oh, project. Lord. In Georgia you could do divorce by jury. <gasps> we could, I mean, I don't live in Georgia, but I want to live in Georgia right now. There could be people who sit in in a jury and help decide the details of their divorce. I want you all to tweet me and Kate and let us know what do you think is going to be the outcome of Beerman versus Beerman. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Share, comment, follow, and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at thecarlosking underscore on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and yes, baby, my YouTube channel where you can get all of my visuals, baby, my expressions. Yes. And don't forget, tweet me your thoughts and hot takes about this episode using the hashtag RealityWithTheKing. Reality with the King is a production of Kingdom Reign Entertainment. It is produced by Sierra Spragley Ricks and executive produced by me, Carlos King. Kingdom Reign Entertainment, baby!